Are you working? What kind of work do you do? Benitos, aloha, welcome in to the Alex Crawford Show. It's been a minute. Scotty, Shanice, welcome to 2019. Haven't seen y'all since, well, I've seen you, Scotty, but I haven't seen you, Shanice, since uh, 2018, Christmas Day. Um, How you been? Welcome to the new year. I've been good, guys. What's going on? Uh, There's a lot of rain here. (laughs) Dude, it's been so rainy, uh, which is fine. But as we were just talking about, I moved back home here from Portland, where it was like this from November through about like early May every year, and it was depressing AF. Like it really <laughs> was. I didn't get. I'm surprised I got anything done in that time, and now I see why I moved. It's crazy. I, do you guys feel that? Like, do you guys feel like it's harder to be productive in this weather? Hundred percent. Like, I usually, where I used to live in New York, and it was like this for uh, you know large mm-hmm. spans too, but. Um, I would usually I was a college kid and I would go to I would go to coffee shops and and just be productive there. But now as an adult, I can't really do that. And when I wake up in the morning, I'm just like, oh, another fucking gloomy. <laughs> and it's like so hard to get out of bed. Right? Dude, 100 percent. I'm more like I love the rain. I'm from the Bay. We get a little rain down there. I love sunshine as well. But for me, rain, it, it brings creativity. OK, so I'm like. Get a notepad, read a book, and brainstorm with coffee type of person in the rain. So I, I kind of like it. I always told myself I was that. In, <laughs> in Portland, I was like, okay, it's a rainy day. I'm going to hole up. I'm going to edit this video. I'm going to write this like screenplay, whatever. And then I would just get distracted and depressed. So I think it's good. I, that's, I, it's good to be real with yourself. Uh-huh. Like That's cool that you have that. I was lying to myself for like eight years, pretending I could do that and I couldn't. So, um, but how's how's 2019 treating you guys? Like any any big plans on the horizon? Uh, any good feelings? Bad feelings? I I feel like it's been a good good vibe to start mm. the year. What do you guys think? A very very good uh, vibe. My goal is to actually network more. I've been networking my ass off for the past two years, but I feel like I've I've fallen short. And I want to meet some new people. Hell yeah. Um, so uh, I was watching this uh, Netflix show. It's called The Last OG. Oh, is that with Tra- Tracy Morgan? Yeah, with Tracy Morgan. Oh. And it's this character. His name is um, Cousin Bobby. He also writes for Blackish. I'm like, he's really great. He's a really great actor. And he writes really well. And so I just slid this DM like last week. Did he hit you back? He hit me back. And so Whoa. next week he uh, he invited me out to like a little film a film school festival Dude. for kids. And I'm going to speak on the panel. That's I'm sick. I'm really excited about it, guys. Dude, I've kind of been in the same boat, Shanice. Wow. I have been DMing more celebs mm-hmm. in 20. And not just, I shouldn't just say celebs. I'm not like DMing Kim Kardashian. Not that I didn't want. <laughs> but like oh, I've no. been reaching out to more uh, people, I guess, people in entertainment mm-hmm. that I find interesting and trying to link up with them, um, like something else I'll be doing. I told Scotty about it. I don't know if I told you, Shanice, but um, my friends and I in Portland, we used to do like a talk show uh, where we'd interview musicians and we'd do like sketch comedy, and we're trying to bring it back in SoCal. We always bring on musicians. Instead of having our friends' bands on, I've been like, let's get some bigger musicians on. So I DM'd, um, you might know the Bay Area rapper Lil B., Oh, yeah, <laughs> so little B. I slid into his DMs. The yes, the base god. <laughs> I slid into his wow. DMs, and he hit me back with an email. So I emailed him. So he hit me back with a phone number. And we've been texting a little bit. Not much. He, he hasn't really been responding that much. <laughs> and I called. Like, he's, I know he's, 
he's on a different level probably of people hitting him up. Mm-hmm. But the fact that I've opened that channel of communication means like yes. maybe we could get him on the show and that right. would be so cool. So I I feel that 100%. Yeah, absolutely. I think that I think that's a cool thing about social media with all the downsides of it. You are it is really a great tool to to be in touch with people mm-hmm. that you want to network with. Beyond like LinkedIn, you know, like <laughs> I'm not really big on LinkedIn, but like Twitter, Instagram, you're just, you know, a couple buttons away from from reaching out to uh, 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 someone someone you would look up to, I guess. Right. Not yeah. that I look up to Lil B. I, <laughs> <laughs> I do like I, I think he's done a really good job of branding himself mm-hmm. and he's like curated a crazy social media following um, through, you know, whatever weird hip hop that he does. Like, <laughs> So that's cool. No, I feel that. Scotty, what about you? Um, you know, so I actually signed up for a 12-week fitness challenge. Okay. 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 (laughs) Um, it started this past Monday, or yeah, a couple days ago, um, the 14th, and, uh, yeah, it's kicking my ass, kicking my ass. What does it entail? Um, so basically you get points for how, um, how, how many percentage points you drop from Mm -hmm. your body fat percentage. Um, total weight loss and uh, how many classes you you take within the twelve weeks. Um, so it's it's like a fitness class where there's like a lot of high intensity interval training mm-hmm. going on. It's an hour long here in uh, Costa Mesa, and um, yeah, and it's a challenge. There's over 120 people signed up. Um, I'm very competitive and <laughs> perfect. I want to kick everyone's asses. Mm-hmm. Um, when I'm at class, I see if I see s- one person trying or like working harder than I am, that motivates me to go harder because I want to win. Um, so yeah, that's a my, that's my new thing. You know, it's gonna run till April. That's a good. I mean, like, cause mm-hmm. that's everyone always has done. Like, oh, I'm gonna lose weight. I'm gonna get oh, in shape. Yeah. New Year's resolution. But that's cool because it's like. I don't know. That's a good way to approach it if that's what you want to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, man, I haven't, I haven't been in real shape, like really good shape for a long time. Mm-hmm. You were, dude. But I will say this about you: not to like, not to like put you up on a pedestal. <laughs> but I know, like, early last year, you were pretty into like CrossFit and weightlifting, and you were squatting like three hundred plus pounds, which is crazy. Damn, Scotty! I know. What the hell? So I, I started this weightlifting program, and I've kind of set Scotty as like my like what I want to get to. <laughs> I'm getting close, but I'm still not there. Like that's legit, dude. Yeah, yeah, but that was a whole year ago. So yeah, I, and I feel like I really tailed off since then. And um, and what what better time than now than to be like in your best shape, you know? Yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, and you know, summer like I just want to do summer right. I want to feel confident. You know, I feel. Um, I don't know if that's like a very like basic thing to say, but I want to feel uh, more, you know, confident in my body, and especially as an athlete mm-hmm. growing up, mm-hmm. like I'm used. I'm growing up. I was used to being in shape and do whatever I wanted mm-hmm. to do, but um, lately it's just like, oh god, like I'm, ti- <laughs> I'm tired for this and that, or like I'm I'm after like five ten minutes, I'm tired of something, mm-hmm. and like I'm mm-hmm. just like I I gotta. I gotta ramp it up a little bit. So what's the goal? Are you like trying to? Are you trying to bulk up? You're trying to lean out. Um, for, first of all, I want to win this challenge. Mm-hmm. I don't even know the, what the prize is. I just want to be. He's like, I just want to win. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They release top twenty-five rankings every week. Mm-hmm. I want to be in the top twenty-five every week. I want to be number one at the end. Um, secondly, um, uh, Coachella is in April. Yeah. Oh, gotta get fit. <laughs> gotta get fit for the festival. <laughs> right. 
and <laughs> I respect it. Coachella, like, if you're not in good, like, fitness shape, you can get tired real quick. Look, from the partying? D- uh, yeah. I feel that, actually. Yeah, that's it, that's real. That's real. It's a three-day festival. It's, you know, you get there, like, around 1, 2 o'clock. You're there till midnight just partying, watching these amazing sets. And that's just one day. You do it three days in a row. I want to be in a good shape, and so I could have maximize my fun over the weekend. You know, it's a, I'm ma- investing a lot of money, so uh, why not? You know, make the most of it. That's great, man. Congrats. <laughs> good start to the year. No, no, no. I'm yeah. with it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I think that's good. I think it's a positive start. Mm-hmm. Not to get corny. I think it's a positive start to the year. Um, and we can. I'm, I'm going to Mexico for a month. Not to not to bury Whoa. the lead or to like. <laughs> I'm going to Mexico for a month starting next week. So uh, this will be the last pod. Uh, this this iteration of the pod for a minute. I think I'll do some streaming down there, and I'll do some podcasting down there. Um, but I'll be in Mexico for a month, and then I'll, I'll probably won't. See, well, I definitely won't see you guys for a month. <laughs> then we'll come back. We'll get it back, and we can catch up on that um, um, when we're back. And I'll tell you guys how it is. But let's let's get to some sports stuff. This first thing I wanted to talk about was um, I guess this is a little bit sports, a little bit politics, a little bit food, which I feel like really hits the the three marks of our show. Uh, the Clemson football team invited to the White House by President Donald Trump. They went, and Trump, I guess, of course he would brag about this, bought them um, a fast food feast with food from, what, McDonald's, Burger Wendy's, King. Burger King. Um, I guess he ordered 300-plus hamburgers, filet of fish chicken nuggets. Then he went later on Twitter, said he had over a thousand hamburgers, which I believe was a lie. We shouldn't be surprised there. Hamburger? Um, hamburgers? He tweeted hamburgers, uh, and I guess they did the math. If he had a thousand hamburgers, every player would have had to eat seven. Um, and so, and also not all the players made the trip to Washington, D.C. So basically, I mean, we don't need to get in the politics of it, but Trump, we, we saw it. Trump ordered this fast food feast instead of like, basically, a candlelit dinner on silver platters of filet of fish sandwiches for the national championship Clemson team, uh, which is just nothing is more fitting. I feel like that is <laughs> the photo of Trump with the fast food. And like, I think we all share the same opinion on this pod about Trump. We don't need to get in the politics of it, but mm. it was just very, it was just very fitting. Uh, it, was. it was very Trumpian. I'm, I'm wondering if, um, if another president had done something like this, would it have drawn so much attention? What do you guys think? If Obama had done this, <laughs> he would still be getting shit for it. For it. People she- would never have let it <laughs> down. I know that for a fact. If Obama did something like this, people would still give him shit for it. I I think Obama wouldn't go to fast food restaurants to get the dinner, though. Like, <laughs> if Obama was in a situation where the government was closed, or, like there's no mm-hmm. White, House, White House chefs or anything available to make the, the dinner... I think you would have got Washington D.C. has so many good restaurants. Yes, a lot of gyms. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. Like, it's like yeah. why go to the fast foods? And I think, and since Donald Trump was paying it, paying for it, like because he, he said, uh, like he mentioned it maybe like a dozen times on Twitter that he paid for mm-hmm. it. Oh, you bought the fast food. Good oh, for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know it was. A, it ended up I think being a few grand. They said the math was like over three grand. But I saw someone else did a thing where they said. I don't I don't eat McDonald's, but I think there's like a two for five dollar menu or a three oh, for five dollar totally. menu. I guess everything mm-hmm. he got from McDonald's was on that menu. Wow! <laughs> so like <laughs> he went cheap, you know? Yeah. Cheapskate, man. He is a cheapskate. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So like he could have totally gotten lobster. Like like I think today Michael Strahan said that he's inviting every Clemson player to a lobster mm-hmm. dinner. 
Clemson's getting hooked up. Yeah. Everyone's they coming are. out of the woodwork. Aisha's to hit on there. Aisha Curry. She's hopped in. Uh, Quavo, I saw, invited them to his place in oh, Georgia. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Michael Strahan. Like, Clemson's stoked. They're, they're like, they had to, I never, you know. I'm sure they're in the South. I'm sure some of those dudes wear the MAGA hat and like Trump. And, and I'm mm-hmm. sure the college kids like the fast food, whatever. But you go to the White House, like, you expect, like, lobster, steak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It's on a silver platter. This is supposed to be, I mean, it's just such a representation of, of you know, the trash, the trash content being put out by our White House, the, uh, the trash food being served to the Clemson players. Um, and tr- Trump called it great American food. Uh, Bro. No Popeye. <laughs> yeah, that's not. So that's kind of what I wanted to talk. Because like, like I said, I don't want to get into all the politics of it. Uh-huh. But since we always end up talking food on this show, I, I thought we could at least discuss maybe if we had to pick what food to be served at the White House if we went, let's just say our podcast got podcast of the year. Oh. So <laughs> president. Vi- First of all, I think I think as a show, we. OK, here, yeah, here, first question. As a show, if we got invited to the White House in the Trump presidency, would we go or would we take a stand? I'm not going. I don't really want to go. Scotty, you kind of want to go. <laughs> I would go, but... And make a difference? But I would be different. Like, like what know. do you mean? I would I would maybe wear... Viva la Raza yeah. on your shirt. I would, I would probably do something. Like, yeah. I, I would... Try to talk to a reporter or something. Like, kind of troll him a little. Kind of. Yeah. And I would love to do it right in the where wa- in the White House, like in his home. I would love to do that. And it's the White House, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Obama's here. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, I would go. Yeah. I don't want. I would. I would prefer not to. I. I, I don't really. I just. I wouldn't want to go. But let's just say we went mm-hmm. and it was something else. What? What would be? What would? And we had to get fast food. Like. Burger King, McDonald's, and Wendy's would not be my first choice. No. Chick-fil-A number one. Well, we've had our debate about that, but yeah, I think Chick-fil-A is a little overrated. Same. I think it's a little overrated. We've had this debate. You you, you guys are in a major minority right now. Popeye's number one. Oh, fuck yeah, Popeye's. Yeah, Yeah. Popeye's number one. Del Taco and Taco Bell got to be up there. Oh, here you go with that. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, wait, I forget. Are you a Del Taco or a Taco Bell? I'll I'll eat Taco Bell. I like El Polo Loco. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's that's underrated. Pollo Loco. Yeah. um, What else? Uh, Taco Bell, Pollo Loco. I know we rep Wiener Schnitzel on the show, but I I don't want that. I don't want to eat a feast (laughs) of that. (laughs) I don't want to get sick. Um, What else is great oh chipotle oh chipotle would be good yeah like yeah i want popeyes if i'm going to the white house for sure god i feel like we're missing something like we got we got fried chicken we got tacos we got i guess more mexican food with chipotle i guess we just have a lot of every everything should be mexican food because that's the most Everyone loves Mexican food, right? What about In and Out, guys? Uh, I mean, yeah, but I don't know if they're gonna be. Able, I mean, that would be <laughs> if the White House was on the West Coast. Yeah, hook it up with In and Out. I love. Oh, In-N-Out. there's no In and Out on the. No, no, oh, God. no, only Cali, little bit of Oregon, Nevada, and Arizona. So. Oh wow. Yeah. Wahlburgers, I think, is over there. Shake Shack. Shake Shack's good. Um, yeah, Shake Shack would be it. Shake Shack would be it. But, um, pizza. What about pizza? Oh, best best major chain pizza is a good question. I don't really like Domino's. I'm going to be honest. I'm a round table. Dude, round table is good. I haven't had round table in probably a decade, but but 
it, it, it holds a fond place in my memories. Mm-hmm. Little Caesars. Little Caesars <gasps> is good, dude. I like Little Caesars. <laughs> what the hell is wrong with you guys? <laughs> little Caesars? You don't like Little Caesars? Hell no. Dude, oh hot and ready? God. That is like fake pizza. I love oh. hot and ready because it's five bucks. <laughs> and I was, I was, this comedian was talking about hot and ready. And he was like, I love it because it's not even trying to, like the two adjectives they're using don't describe the flavor of the <laughs> pizza at all. It's like it's not good, delicious, anything. It's just like it's hot and it's ready. It's just it's there. It's just there. It's five bucks. Have hot a slice. and ready. Yeah, it's hot and ready. That like, sounds like a porno <laughs> ad or something. <laughs> hey, yeah, seriously, straight up. Uh, so, no, I Little Caesars is for sure a guilty pleasure. I put oh, it ahead of Domino's and Pizza Hut yeah. in my rankings 100%. No way, Pizza Hut? Not a Pizza Hut guy. Pizza Hut has like good wings. What about? They have good wings. I haven't at Wing Street, and they call. I haven't had their wings. Mm-hmm. Wing Stop. Mm-hmm. Wing Stop is good. I'm just. Th- I'm hungry again. God damn it! <laughs> it's nine in the morning, and I could eat twelve wings right now. I could go for a, a, a triple, a three by three from In and Out. Sounds oh. really good. Damn. A cheeseburger. I'm. I'm. I've been on a cheeseburger diet in 2019. <laughs> <laughs> that's been my New Year's resolution: more cheeseburgers. Uh, okay, well, that's okay. We talked about that. I don't. I don't have any other thoughts. I just wanted to make sure mm-hmm. we we touched on because that was like the big buzz. I feel like this whole week is you know Trump served what he 300. I think they they showed it was like 300 hamburgers. He said it was a thousand. I don't understand why you. I don't understand the kind of person who orders 300 hamburgers and then lies and says it was a thousand. Like I don't understand the <laughs> mental. The mental pathways that it takes to get to that kind of place. Uh, no comment. I don't <laughs> <laughs> that, that, he's a fool. Yeah, totally. Well, okay. So let's let's move on. Let's talk about. Um, let's totally shift gears here and talk about the our, our basketball teams. The Lakers and the Clippers um, <laughs> are both sucking right now. Uh. They're not doing good. Uh, Lakers have been sliding without LeBron. I. I want to go full troll, troll mode on you guys, but I want to kind of sense the room because I can't talk shit at all. I think the Clippers on a four-game losing streak. They just got smacked at home uh, last night by the Jazz. They lost to the Pelicans the other day. Like, the Clippers are sucking. The Lakers are sucking, but at least y'all have LeBron coming back. But how are we right. feeling at this It's halfway through the season, and let's just talk about the Lakers first because the Clippers didn't really have expectations coming into the season. The Lakers right. did, obviously, mm-hmm. signing... Um, what some consider to be the best player in the world. Obviously, that's up for debate. Shanice, you, you're saying it's Steph Curry. Steph Scotty, Curry. the other day, I, I know we were texting, and you were a little bit more willing to take the GOAT status away from LeBron. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm just curious, with the expectations that the Lakers had coming into the season, how you guys are feeling right now? Um, you know what? This this entire process has made me appreciate LeBron a little bit more. I didn't know we were this bad. Oh, I don't think any Lakers fan did, and that's that's that was my troll. Go go on though, finish but your thoughts. With, Sorry, without thought. him, we're eighth right now. Ni- no, we're ninth. So if, if the playoffs started today, the Lakers would be out. Without him, I was really excited for the season, thinking we could snag the eighth seed with Ingram and, and Lonzo's development. Um, but all in all, I'm super shocked. Um, we actually need LeBron to pull us out of this hole, Scotty. So there's there's a couple of thoughts. I think I, I think if uh, we started the season without LeBron um, and had the whole like summer camp and training camp without LeBron and without that mentality that we have one of the best players of all time on our team, I think the development and the structure of the team would have been different. And who knows? Who's to say that how the Lakers would were, were, would play at that point? But I, in my opinion, I think they would play better. 
um, than they are now. You're still trying to sell me on that Lakers young core, man. <laughs> I, it's, okay. that's, that was my troll. Is like, yeah. When I'm not, I'm not saying they're they're good right now. I'm just I'm just saying the season could have been different. But now that you know we're going, oh LeBron's on the, our team. We have Rondo. We have Ingram. Ingram's out for a little bit. Rondo's out. Then LeBron's out, Rondo's back in, Rondo's out again. There's so many, like, there's so much going on within the team that how how in the world can you build stability? Yeah, but I, I'm still I'm still not sold on our young core. I'm thinking we uh, Hart and Coos they've been playing really well um, prior to LeBron's injury, but I at best they're like second string guys where they come off the bench and. Uh, solidify that that bitch unit we have them starting sometimes and i think we're asking too much of them i don't even think ingram is a starter in the nba honestly so. I, I mean i'm i'm with you shanice i've been so What's here's going on here's my <laughs> i i think this is a dose of reality for lakers fans that are sometimes because lakers fan because the lakers have the biggest brand in the nba i'm not gonna i'm not gonna lie about that we know that and because there's so many Lakers fans and they've been so good traditionally for so long, I think it creates this echo chamber where, like, and we see this with every, you know, we see this with the Cowboys. We see this with the, well, the, the Patriots somehow always figure it out. That's, they're, they're the, they're the, they're the, anyway, the, the, the <laughs> point of the, the point of, I'm saying is that there's this echo chamber where Lakers fans think that their players are better than they are. And it wasn't that long ago, it wasn't that long ago when Lonzo, uh, Josh Hart and Brandon Ingram and Kyle Kuzma were all untradeable. And now I'm like, remember? Because like Lakers young core. Scott, I remember you sent me a, a photo of them. You said, look at this, <laughs> you look at these young kings at the start of the season. I remember that. I'm like, young kings, man. This was their time to shine. This was picture perfect. And I, I don't disagree with you either, Scotty, because if you want to go back, okay, if they don't get LeBron, the, the roster is structured differently. There's different expectations. So I do know that plays a factor. I would be a fool to think it doesn't. But the Lakers young core is not what Laker Nation thought it was. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, I'm, a, I'm a big believer that every NBA team plays up when they play against the Lakers. Um, and LeBron's not up there. And for for young <laughs> for young for young kids, that's for young kings. That, uh. it's hard. <laughs> okay, they're they're princes right now. They're princes. But I mean, that's that's hard. That's a hard task to do that night in night out. Um, with with that much burden, with that much expectation on your back, like like uh, for example, like the Kings for you know for example, they have a good young core, right? Mm-hmm. And they're playing out of their minds because they don't they they really didn't didn't have this expectation of making the playoffs or even doing well. They people thought that they were going to be one of the worst teams in the league, and they're doing okay. Um, but so I I I'm a big believer that if our young core was on another team, like say they were on Atlanta, they would be playing much better. Okay. <laughs> what? I, what? How, how? What do you mean? What? I mean, there's no. Oh, Does that not make sense? If the Lakers' young <laughs> core was on Atlanta, they would be playing better. Okay, I guess that in some universe that could happen, but mm-hmm. but they're not I though. Know, I mean, I they're know. not. I know, but I'm just saying we gotta. We we. I mean, of course we're we're giving we're giving them a lot of shit right now because they're not playing well, but. I don't think it's merited all the way. I think you guys are being way too rough on them. Uh, I'm just I'm jotting something down, and I, guys, I am a. Is this a Shanice prediction? I'm oh. not having okay. a prediction because you, you've been pretty spot on <laughs> with your predictions. Clairvoyant. And, I, and I'm a Lakers fan. You know, I ride and die for my team, but I'm thinking 
our young core against other young cores in the NBA and, and other players. I mean, when we can't match up like Donovan Mitchell, I would trade one of our young players from Donovan Mitchell, and then we have Darren Fox. I think Darren Fox is way better than the other youngsters we have on our team. Jason Tatum, Ben Simmons. What's that guy named Luka Donovich? Oh, yeah. Luka Donovich? Yeah. yeah, he is a beast. I mean, insane rookie statistics. LeBron and MJ status exactly. in terms of what he's doing as a rookie. I am looking at those guys compared to our guys. It's not even close. See, I don't want to be mean. I don't want to be mean, but to Shanice's point, it's like the Lakers' young core, and I, because I'm, dude, I'm a Clippers die. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh, I thought so, someone just fell in the corner. I thought, I thought, I thought an earthquake was coming. Oh that God. scared me. I was gonna run. Guys. I don't know where the hell I was gonna run. No, to, I, <laughs> oh I will like, I like ride or die for Milos Teodosic. Okay, like I, I like, I love my guys. Mm-hmm. That being said, the Lakers guys and the Lakers young core is clearly, is clearly a notch below some of these other top core guys. Like, like Shanice just mm-hmm. said, you know, Donovan Mitchell, he's doing it. De'Aaron Fox is doing it. And I know Kyle Kuzma put up 29-8 and eight in a loss to the Cavs at home, but they're just not – the Lakers' young core is just not getting it done on the same – you're believing in this potential, right? This potential that they could do something, it, perhaps. And it's still there. It's still there, but the wake-up call is that without LeBron, they haven't done it. Yeah. Talk, talk to me when, like, each player has played in the league, like, four years. Okay. Why do they need four years? I mean, not La- Mitchell's on – How is Lonzo doing this year? He just had a good game against yeah, the Bulls. He's he did. playing really well. Like, defensively, he's playing really well. And then well. He, he's one of those guys that doesn't need to score to have a good game. I would, I he would affects keep the game in many, many ways. That's so true. I would keep Zoe out of everyone, to be honest with you. I would love for Zoe to be my starting point guard. But what about Kuzma? Kuzma's been scoring the ball really well. Lonzo's playing well. 10-5-5 five five is good. It's good. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, like, he's playing well, but his expectations – what he came in with, and I know, I know that that, that and that's what just the media created. Yeah, but that's yeah. when the Lakers took him with that pick. You know, De'Aaron Fox was taken after him, mm. and is and is putting up numbers that Lonzo can't put up. So Lonzo, I just think it's obvious Lonzo's not the guy. I think he's a good piece, he's mm-hmm. a solid piece, but he's not the dude. Yeah, I mean, like if he keep, I mean, I think with more playing time, more experience, he's gonna put up similar numbers to Jason Kidd. And what is Jason Kidd a Hall of Famer? I mean, I hope so. For your like, I hope I like Lonzo. I like the Ball family. I hope he does, but <laughs> we'll see. So I mean, I mean, and then Josh Hart. We all agree that he's been he's pretty good. He's pretty good defensively. Yeah, he's a good yeah. shooter, and he's just gonna get better and better. See, uh, you're trying to sell me on Ingr- this Lakers Ingram young is court. the one that I'll give you. Like Ingram, KD 2.0, right? I, this, I I have said that. I have said that, and I, of course, Al- that? <laughs> of course, Alex has never forgotten it. I'm just, I'm taking it easy on you right now because the Clippers suck too, and we don't even need to get into that. Oh, four, four, they suck. Four game losing streak. What did I tell you? I said the Clippers are gonna fall. Only, I told only you a, that. Only hey. a half game above hey, the we're Lakers, still, and we don't have LeBron. Exactly. Don't have Clippers Rondo. will still be a playoff team. No. Clippers will still. We didn't, be. We didn't have Kuzma for like three games. Oh, bro. Oh, what? It affects the lineup. It, it, it affects the stability of the core. Okay. Although, okay. You know. I'm taking <laughs> it. I, the Lakers' young core with LeBron out has been disappointing. Okay. I agree. Yeah, and we're only a, a half game behind the Clippers, who have had not but had an injury this year. They've had, I mean, they've had an injury. We also had the worst injury luck in the NBA last season. So I don't care if the luck, I don't care that we're having good <laughs> breaks this year. I'll take it. Yeah, we're lucky right now. The, the, the Clippers have had, in some ways, a lucky season, but that's just the breaks of the game, so I'll take it. 
Because last year we had one of the most unlucky seasons, most lineup changes in NBA history. <laughs> so I'll take a lucky season. Because the Clippers because the Clippers ceiling is lower than the Lakers ceiling. The Lakers have the best player in the league or mm-hmm. a top three player in the league, depending on how you want to look at it. So for Thank me, you. for I know that kind of the theme of this discussion is expectations. And expectations certainly factor into why we're here saying the Lakers are disappointing and the Clippers are kind of right where we expected them mm-hmm. at the start of the year. They're, they're, they're falling back down to earth, and that's fine. <laughs> what I mean, what we expected for me as a fan, and I think the media... Okay, Scotty, you expected the Clippers not to make the playoffs. Shanice, you still think they won't? No. And I expected, seed. I expected the Clippers <laughs> to be between a four and an eight seed, and I think that's where they'll land. I think they'll land... My goal is that they land somewhere that matches up with the Lakers in the first round, because that would be so fun for all of us, and that would be cool for L.A. basketball. I hope that, I hope that happens. <laughs> It's hard to pick against LeBron in a series. I will. I will if that happens. But it's, <laughs> if it comes down it's to very it. hard to pick against LeBron in a playoff series. Uh, okay, let's take a quick breather. Uh, when we come back, I mainly want to just talk about that uh, Gillette advertisement for, uh, you know, Gillette shaving, razors, whatever. That has been, you know, that clearly a good ad because we're talking about it. Everyone's talking about it. Uh, kind of touches on masculinity, uh, boys being boys, and, and how we can change that. I thought it was a positive message. Not everybody does. We break it down. When we come back, this is the Alex Crawford Show live on Hong Entertainment. When I find one, I'm done. Take your home. Okay, welcome back in to the Alex Crawford Show. Shanice Nicole and Scotty Fig here with me. Uh, we're talking, obviously, some sports today, but I want to talk about the, probably the most trending topic, or at least the most trending advertisement uh, of the week, besides Trump's fast food, which we talked about, but is the new uh, Gillette commercial. Uh, Gillette, I think, yeah, it's, it's called We Believe the Best Man Can Be. The Best Men Can Be. And it's really, I mean, if you haven't seen it, go watch it. We don't need, I think most people have seen it. We don't need to break it down for you. But really, it is a commentary on, you know, they bring in elements from the Me Too movement, and they bring in elements of, you know, the, the kind of the theme of the thing is boys will be boys, and uh, basically talk about men can do better mm-hmm. is the main thing. And some people have loved it and been like, hell yeah, this is a great message. And uh, other people have thought that it's an attack on masculinity. I want to know what you guys thought. And uh, hold on one second. Our camera fell. I want to know what you guys thought about the – I want to know what you guys thought about it. First of all, I loved it, but I don't know. Shanice, you're the only female here on Mm -hmm. the podcast, Mm -hmm. so you you would bring a different perspective. Um, I didn't feel like my masculinity was attacked. Shanice, what did you what did you think? You know what? I, I really enjoyed watching it. And right now I'm looking at an image where it seems as if a mother is, you know, cuddling or holding her son. And I think that um, that's not seen as masculine. But for me, when gender roles, it's it's very tricky because who decided what's masculine and what's feminine? Who who put who put this on society to whereas what you know what confirms you as as to being a man and what confirms you as to being a woman so this image to me really really stood out because it shows a sensitivity that men can be sensitive and growing up with the father um i've seen him cry i've seen him cook i've seen him clean and i and i think men should hold those standards and and try to you know switch to gender roles a little bit yeah no i i agree i i, I agree my, my thing is like if you found that this was an attack on your masculinity, like maybe you need to examine mm-hmm. what you're bringing to the table because 
I, I think that a problem in our society, we don't have to get into the nitty gritty of it, is you know, toxic masculinity is like guys feeling like they need to fit in, like a guy has to be a guy or a guy or a guy can get this privilege because in our country and in our society and in most of the world, men do are, you know, there's there's obviously white privilege. There's male privilege. Mm -hmm. For some of us, myself, there's white male privilege mm -hmm. and you're born with this, you know, and so like that. But it doesn't give you a pass to like in the commercial, you know, they have a guy, uh, you know, kind of like they have some hints at sexual harassment and a guy in a meet. There's a part in a meeting that stood out to me where uh, kind of the boss is trying to explain, oh, I think she meant to say mm -hmm. this, like the mansplaining like that. That's such an ingrained that has been such an ingrained part of our society. And just because just because that's the way it's been for 50, 100 you know, however many years doesn't mean that that's the way it should be. And I like Gillette's message saying, hey, we can do better. Like, if you have a problem with that, I'm just curious. Like, I think we can always do better yeah, across the board absolutely. in every way. So if you have a problem with that and you feel like that's an attack on you, I'm questioning kind of where you're coming from and what your perspective on the world is. Yeah, like, if you don't, if you don't think that there is an unjust... Uh, how I mean, how society sees male privilege... Um, or how it's been like a foundational thing for America over like the last 300 years or so, mm -hmm. and how big of a problem that is. You know, there's something you gotta you gotta wake up, and I think that's that's what Gillette's kind of going for. Like, if you gotta be radical to to somehow portray this message, mm -hmm. because if not, you're not people are not really gonna get it. So that's I think that's what that's the good thing about the commercial is that they went all the way with it, um, and now we see a bunch of backlash. But without the backlash, we wouldn't be talking about it. So it's they did great. They did great. Um, you know, toxic masculinity. I think a lot of guys when they hear that, um, they get they feel uh, maybe not offended, but like they feel like. Maybe they put a target on them, mm -hmm. like on themselves. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know. What do you guys? What do you guys think? Like, is that a good thing to always be conscious about? You think or conscious about the the toxic masculinity? Mm, that's the thing. Or like in in, in your everyday like. I mean, action. I mean, it's it's tough to just kind to trying to like redirect your thinking where you're where you're brought up. You're, when you're brought up in that kind of environment thinking that everything you're, you're doing is okay and it's a part of you being a man so for a guy that's seeing that's seeing this and watching this and, and he's getting defensive he's thinking well, well like, wait this is who i am this is me this is how i was raised so you're attacking my character but what i th what i thought was cool about the ad though is is the part where it showed like a guy cat calling a girl and mm -hmm. the other guy steps in he's like hey bro that's not cool mm -hmm. like it doesn't need to be like and like i'm not one i'm i'm you know I'm not sitting in a in a glass house throwing rocks. Like I've done things in the past where I'm like, oh, that that wasn't cool. Mm -hmm. I shouldn't have done that. Like mm -hmm. I shouldn't have, you know, I shouldn't have said that to that girl or something like that. And and it's and now I'm like, okay, I learned. I moved on, you know, and it's cool. I like the way they portrayed that men can look out for each other in a sense and and you know, bring each other up and try mm -hmm. to do better. Like, mm -hmm. and I think we can I for me, it was very similar to like a white privilege type thing where it's like, we all know white privilege exists, and if you if you don't think it exists, then, then I mean, <laughs> then you're too, I don't know, you're too far gone to help. That's not right. true. But, like, like that, then that's a whole other conversation. And then there's people that think it exists, but they kind of don't want to talk about it. And it's like, no, let's talk. Like, 
It's like you don't have to be ashamed. Like, I don't, I don't have to feel guilty for being white, mm-hmm. but I can have a perspective right. as a as a as a man, as a white person, whatever. That is, you know, that we're trying to bring each other up and do better and and look out for each other as a society. I think it's a positive message, for sure. Uh, and I think from a marketing perspective, I mean. We're, it's a damn good advertisement. Brilliant. Yeah, like, we are talking <laughs> yeah. about it. And Gillette, like, whether, you know, uh, I've been talking, I've been doing some work with a, a friend of mine who was a marketing executive for Adidas, and his mm. big thing that he said that resonated with me was uh, kill indifference, make people love you or hate you as a brand. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Gillette certainly did that, so they it worked. Yeah. Um, what, what, what now... That that I'm now thinking about, you know, how we're like getting all these like men, these takes from like men, mm-hmm. like oh, it's either like Piers Morgan was like a big one, right? Like like just let the boys be fucking boys or whatever. I think he tweets. It's like, like well, we've let the boys be boys yeah. for like two hundred years. I mean, but what is that? I mean, you guys are men. What what does that mean? Let boys be boys. What? Well, well, in this context, I think it means like like. I think it means like you know, oh, a guy, a guy's gonna slap a girl's ass, you know, a guy's mm-hmm. gonna, two boys might get in a fight, like a little bullying, like, and there's a line too, like, like uh, there's a part in the video where like two kids are wrestling in the yard, and I think they were trying to portray bullying, bullying but I know yeah. some people were like, dude, like I'm gonna let my kids roughhouse, like, mm-hmm. and I'm okay with like, yeah, kids can roughhouse, yeah. whatever, yeah. Like, yeah. but like, but I think the message was bullying's not cool, and I and I agree with that, like, uh, so I think that's. For me, at least with this, I think that's what the let the boys be boys thing means. But it's created, I think, a negative culture. Like, mm-hmm. it's created a culture mm-hmm. where, like, sexual harassment was permitted in the workplace for a long time. And, uh, you know, guys could get away with I think that's what it means kind of a thing. What yeah. do you think, Scotty? Um, yeah, no, I, I think it's the same thing. But what's interesting is that I've never, I never heard that phrase growing up from my family my mexican family um even though i would say my mexican culture is very machismo Mm -hmm. um so maybe there's other forms of like like saying that or portraying it um but i i think i think it's very easy to there's like a great like there's a gray area like um i don't know if that's the right word to say it but like um I do agree with Alex that yeah, let them wrestle and everything. Mm-hmm. But to what point does it get to where the 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 kid or the boy growing up is gonna start adapt or like, you know, holding on to these kind of yeah. ways to live, you know, or right. like kind of see society in that kind of way. And it, I think it's just gonna put a lot of pressure on our future parents, mm-hmm. you know, like on how to raise kids. And they're gonna be they're gonna oversensitize their kids growing up because they don't want them to be one one way or the other. They want to be right down the middle. Mm-hmm. But the how how in the hell do you do that? You know, how do you protect them that much without like being oversensitive with them? And it's just, and that might affect our society as well. So it's it's uh, it's tricky. Very tricky. Yeah, no, I mean yeah, yeah, it's like yeah, I don't know. It is tricky for sure. But I think the I think the core message is positive, you know. Um, you, guy, guy, males have gotten away with a lot of shit for a long time, <laughs> and let's do better. I think that's the core message. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Right, I don't think. Point. I don't think it's an attack on masculinity. Like I think, I think that um, if if you're finding your like male and masculine identity by 
asserting power over others or putting others down or things like that, like that is toxic. That's the mm-hmm. toxic masculinity. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. I think the positive masculinity is to is to create positive change and to do you know. For me, like uh, I read an article a while ago about you know masculine identity being found through creativity, which I thought was really interesting. Like uh, you know the male identity can be found through making, like not, it doesn't have to be like a painting, but just like making something, creating something in your career, mm-hmm. in your profession. Um, you know, it could be an entrepreneurial way of looking at it, whatever. I, I think that's really positive. And I think that, I mean, there's, I love being a dude. Like, you know, <laughs> I love being a dude. <laughs> I love being a dude. Like we should celebrate our differences, uh, men and women. Like there's like women have do things that men d- can't do and don't do. And women are typically way more like, you mm-hmm. know, empathy, have way more empathy mm-hmm. than men. We should celebrate that, and then we should we should you know we should hear each other out. Like men could use a little bit more empathy and sympathy, yeah, yeah. and 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 maybe women could use uh, something a man a man's got. I don't know what it is, but <laughs> but maybe I don't, or maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> I, I just I think the message overall is positive. That's that's my that's my take. Do do you think so? The the Gillette ad was um you know ba- basically saying that men should encourage other men to be better. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Now that we see how like people backlash against the ad, do you think it puts women in a different like a different place like in terms of addressing toxic masculinity? Like, are are women gonna be more uh, willing or more tentative to address? Hey, you're being a dick right now, or something, or like, hey, you're being like you're being toxic. I think we we've grown as women. I mean, we're we're so progressive right now with the Me Too the Me Too movement mm. and us being feminist. I I think the time has is it's far gone. We're not being quiet about anything anymore. I don't think this backlash affects that at all. I I saw a really good tweet from some female comedian yesterday. I wish I should I saved it, but it was like basically he was saying, "Oh, a ma- it said uh as a woman, I, I wouldn't know what it's like to see a commercial that tells me what to do, or kind of a, something like basically mm. saying so as a joke though, because like every commercial is like telling women how to dress, wear this makeup. <laughs> like the Maybelline slogan is like, maybe she's born with it, maybe it's Maybelline. <laughs> like, no, there's no way she could have been born that hot. She had to use this, right? Like that, like advertising for so many years has been like has created body image mm-hmm. issues in women mm-hmm. and like telling them how to look and feel and men have had to deal with that on such a lesser extent so it is funny to think about like here's a commercial that that pretty you know overtly tells men how to act and and mm-hmm. a lot of them are up in arms over it and women are sitting there i assume being like dude we've been watching this shit for years like probably more subtly like it would like i don't i mean or maybe not i mean like mm-hmm. the advertising thrown at women from a male perspective is like so different and so much, in, you know, more controlling than what men right, get. Right, and, and the mindset as well. Quick story. I know you have to go. A uh, quick story. I I live with my my um my guy cousin. He's nineteen. I'm mentoring him, mm-hmm. and he talks cool. to a lot of women. And <laughs> <laughs> oh. He's a player. So he's on he's on a Facetime, and he tells the young lady, you know, if you if you gain weight, if you get you know too big, I'll I'll have to leave you. If we're married, right? Oh damn. And He's not a small guy. <laughs> and I'm looking at him. He has his shirt off. And I'm like, dude, how was that okay? You're you're telling this woman this to stay in shape and, and not lose yourself and uphold this image, but you're not even you're not even trying with your body image. So how is this Yeah, that's the double standard <laughs> right there, dude. right? That is the double standard, hundred <laughs> percent. That's like and we could probably spend a whole show 
looking into the double standards mm-hmm. between men and women when it comes mm-hmm. to appearance. And so, like, that I think perfectly sums it up. Like, women have been getting this shit for years. Mm-hmm. Men get a little dose of it, and a bunch of them are up in arms. So it's like, it's like deal with it, dudes. Like, okay, it's an ad, by the way, too. It's not like a mandate from the government. <laughs> like, it's just an advertisement selling razors. Right. So, and I thought it was a good, thought-provoking thing. I appreciate that insight, Shanice, because I think, I feel like that's, that's co- like, you know, that's common, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Men being like, oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I, 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 that's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> I'm like, dude, have you, are you not? Like, what's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> Homie. Uh, well, that's good. All right, guys, that's good, good to be back. Good, quick pod, back mm-hmm. in the saddle. Um, I've got to run, so let's wrap it up. But um, like I said, I'm going to Mexico next week. When I come back, let's keep podding. I hope you two can maybe get together and uh, and uh, watch some Laker games. Mm-hmm. Hopefully they start doing better. <laughs> <laughs> I hope the Lakers and Clippers. I hope both teams start doing better and they play in the playoffs. That is my that is my wish. Wait, wait, prediction, guys. So okay, okay, real, real, really really. Oh yeah, predict what the what the teams are gonna <laughs> do when I come. Like, where, where is that what you're thinking? Clippers are gonna be the Tim seed. When I, is this at the end of the season? No, or when, when I you come, come back. back okay. By the time you come back. Okay, February twentieth. Uh huh. Like uh, Clippers will fall to the tenth. Okay. Um, Lakers will be the sixth. Season. Okay, Clips. Shanice predicting Clippers. 10, Lakers, I'd 6. I'd be so happy. If I Scotty, I, I'd like your prediction. Oh, but, um, February 20th? Yeah, so in about a month. Um, Lakers, 7, Clippers, 8. Mm. Okay. My my prediction, uh, my prediction, Clippers, 6, Lakers, 5. Ooh. That's my prediction. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you want that matchup, don't you? I really do. I'm just, I literally, I'm, I know we didn't say at the end of the season, but that's what I'm. That's my prediction for a month from now. So let's see. We'll see what happens. I appreciate you guys for Shanice Nicole and Scotty Fig. This is Alex Crawford saying from Orange County to the Middle East to wherever you might be listening. Thank you or watching on Twitch for making us part of your day. This has been the Alex Crawford Show.